This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome back to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, sponsored, of course, by the Sky Blue Tavern. Three of us here this evening, a menage a trois, if you will. I'm delighted to be joined by Ross and Dave. Chaps, welcome along. Good evening, Dean. Uh, how are you? Very well. It's been a long time since I've been on here. Feels like it anyway. Well, you were supposed to be with us last week, but you you oh, abandoned okay. us. So it was just me yeah. and David for the uh, the brilliant two hander last week. Unfortunately, that's a that's a BA change of flight time for you. What can you do? Not yeah, you evening, do Dean. Good to have you on. Good to have Excellent. you back. Yeah, good to good to be back. Uh, a tough week, obviously, for the Sky Blues. Only one point gained after gaining some momentum from last week's victory over Middlesbrough. We'll of course look back on both the games versus Bristol City and Burnley. But first of all, Ross, let's get your overriding thoughts on the week. Uh, not ideal, really, coming away with just a single point. Uh, no, yeah, not ideal. But I think overall, I mean, it's fine margins in this league. I feel like, you know, earlier on in the season, we were sort of, sort of the creators of our own downfall in games. And this week, it could have been very different. You know, we looked like the team, I felt like we were going to nick a, nick a win on uh, against Bristol. And then, Obviously, yesterday against Burnley, it was, I mean, a 1-0 home defeat against a team who spent quite a lot of money once they got relegated, you know, in the summer. I'm not surprised by that result. So I actually think one point, I'm disappointed because, I, you know, um, but I feel pretty positive. You know, it's one goal conceded in four games. Defensively, we do look a hell of a lot better. And against Bristol as well, we defended our box, I think it was 44 crosses they put in. So I was pretty happy. We looked like a unit. I have sort of confidence across the back line and we had our moments going forward and we just couldn't quite, you know, find that final pass, you know, whether, yeah. you know, and if we had done that, we'd have, we'd have taken all three points. And then actually yesterday would have felt like a free hit, wouldn't it? So overall, I feel pretty good to be fair still. 
I'm glad you brought up the, the defensive stability. That's something we're going to talk about a bit, little bit later on in the changes we've made. Uh, Dave, still bottom though. <laughs> now six points from, from safety. But of course, those those three games in hand over Middlesbrough still. Uh, we thought this month was going to be key, didn't we? And it's shaping up to be that way. And we certainly don't really want to be in this position heading into, the, into that World Cup break. But we've got plenty of games to sort of sort that situation out. Yeah, for sure. I, very much the same as Ross, to be honest. Um, you know, I think there's lots of positives to take from the recent performances. I think there's positives to take from majority of the games. They just haven't quite, you know, I hope we're not sat here in February saying, you know, we made a lot of chances, we were close, but there's not a lot between us, but we still didn't come away with any points. That was like that... last year though, wasn't it? How many chances we created and, you know, we could have been in a much better position heading into the final few games last year. 100%. And look, we've we sort of done full circle because we were, we're talking about no chances in our first season in the championship. Last season, we almost had too many and this is probably the middle of the road. I don't think we're creating as many as we did perhaps last season, but they're, they're definitely ramping up and they're starting to get into fifth gear. And I, I think I can see goals coming. Um, and like you mentioned earlier, defensive stability is, is promising. So um, not at all worried. Um, if you listen to CWR, you would have cut your season ticket up <laughs> on the way home from, from Saturday. Cut, um, I, I, you know what? You should cut your ears off if you listen to that, to be honest, as well. You, and you'd also just be like, you know, you'd be unfollowing Mark Robbins if he did have any social media accounts because yeah. apparently he's not going to be the Coventry City manager for much longer. Um, so, uh, yeah. But I think, you know, Mark Robbins and the team, they, they know what they're doing. They just, I think, He'd be the same. He just they've become very close. His interview, wasn't it, after the Middlesbrough game was the most positive we've heard him in yeah. five years. Um, and then this week, <laughs> it was sort of like back down to the the most negative you've heard in in five years. So, yeah, I think he, he was he was happy with the, the the sort of performance on on Saturday, and I think we all have to be. Um, so yeah, yeah. Other than those those doom and gloom merchants on on CWR, I wouldn't take too much. <laughs> Uh, of their thoughts in, into account. Uh, let's let's talk about Bristol City. Uh, obviously, Ross, an unchanged side heading into into this one. Was that the right way to, to go about things considering that result against Middlesbrough last Saturday? Yeah, I think so. I um, Yeah, I didn't expect any sort of changes to the starting eleven, and it was an unchanged squad, wasn't it? So the, the, the bench was the same. That was the only thing that I thought might change, just if whether you know Kelly or, or someone was able to be on the bench. That was the only thing I thought might shake that up but no I wasn't surprised and you know the, the side who got our first one in the season they earned the right to 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 go again and uh you could see there was that confidence you know and there's an away performance you know and a tough place to go you know Bristol are on a bit of a slump now but you know they've they haven't, they haven't had a bad season you know they've had moments that you know it was the first game they you know they'd scored in every other league game prior to that so I thought it was a good away performance, all in all. Um, and yeah, the, the sort of team sheet sort of picks itself. And it was good to see players like Palmer and <clears throat> get another start, you know what I mean? Get more minutes. And I think that's just going to help and build, you know, as we go through the rest of this month and uh, and beyond. Something that out, something else that didn't change was, you know, the you know the little pictures that the, the club put up on Twitter of the, the starting lineup. They keep leaving a comma off the second to last name on the subs. I know it's really pedantic, but it infuriates me. It really... If you're out there and you're listening, please remove the comma. No, no, add the comma. Don't remove them. Oh, oh. If you're going to remove them, remove them all. 
but please add that last comma. I think it was yesterday. It was Eccles to Tavares. I think oh, it's so, so frustrating. It's just like stupid little things that really rile me up before we even kick a kick a football an hour before. It's very frustrating. Um, what about the pitch there at Bristol City, Dave? It's pretty big, isn't it? Or, or was that just the the camera angle of being so far away? It's mental. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I've never. I've never took the time to try and measure it across. Uh, or, but yeah, that's I don't about know. the pitch here, right? It's yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've walked right into that one. Um, much like we walked into their defence. Um, but yeah, I think it, it does look a pretty big pitch. Probably based because of the rugby, I guess. Um, they still play rugby there. Well, it yeah, did like you not it. see the lines? It looked, yeah. it looked terrible. Yeah, but yeah, the Bristol Bears, I, I believe, play there. Um, I do think the camera angle doesn't help. It was like one of those sort of tactical cams, wasn't it? It was like shot from the moon. Um, I don't, I think that, I don't think that helps. I don't think the pitch probably is much different. I just think it, it just looked enormous. It just looks bigger on yeah, a massive I, I wide angle so. lens. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking, how big's this stand? Do you, I mean, it was, yeah. it's just, it was just crazy, but. Uh, yeah. I don't remember it being massive like when we right okay I've got to stop that but I d- honestly don't when we went to the ground I've been at Bristol City it doesn't look it's not the biggest yeah, it of yeah, it doesn't pitches feel that when big. you're there it's, maybe it's just yeah just on TV it, it's bigger than than what it actually is that's what they say about TV don't, don't they um, well let's get on to those de- those defensive changes um, obviously we have stopped playing out from the back as much and I think that's the main that's been the main problem, hasn't it? Over the, the first five or six games where we were conceding lots of goals, it was through our own downfall and maybe trying to overplay too much. But I mean, defensively, we now look much better, don't we? We really limited Bristol to those half chances, the crosses in the box, the pop shots outside the box. And after the turmoil of those first five or six games, Ross, we seem to have turned a corner in that regard. Well, I think that was the thing, wasn't it? Earlier on in the season, we, you know, obviously the defence has changed. And that, that's the one, the area of the, the side that looks sort of most different, I guess, from last year. And we, it was like we were trying to sort of play going forward like we did last year, but obviously we had no rhythm because, you know, we weren't, we were playing one game every two weeks and we had no defensive foundation. So as we saw, that's why we were conceding goals for fun. In the last few games, it reminds me of that period when we first got promoted behind closed doors, when we, I think we had like, we went seven games unbeaten, like five draws, a lot of nil nils. And at the time it was frustrating, but that period of games stabilized us and allowed, allowed us really to accrue a few points and, and build and play our football from that. And I think that's what we've done this time. And as you say, I think Ben Wilson had that one save to make from quite a tight angle in the first half. Don't really remember him being troubled, you know, much else. They were putting in a lot of crosses, you know, I and, and we, we I felt confident that we were going to deal with them. So I think what you know, yet and despite you know conceding obviously against Burnley, I think you look at it and go, okay, we've got a platform now, and then hopefully with the players coming back that we've got Hamer in a couple of games, O'Hare hopefully soon. Suddenly, then I think Kelly. we'll be able to go forward. Kelly, we'll be able to then play the football that we were doing in an offensive sense, knowing that we've got a much better defensive foundation in place that we didn't have it was almost like we were trying to run before we could walk earlier on in the season do you know what I mean with so many changes in the sort of personnel wise so yeah I, I thought we restricted Bristol really well and you know listening to Nigel Pearson afterwards I mean they really didn't have that many clear opportunities he was sort of talking about you know opportunities they had to create 
opportunities and they and they sort of didn't do it because we defended well. We won the first ball. We made first contact a lot of the time. So, yeah, encouraging stuff defensively. Thought it was. I thought all, all three of them, Panzo, Fads, and uh, and Doyle again, another impressive performance from him. He's sort of growing strength, uh, strength to strength. I think. Dave, it was always going to take time, wasn't it? That's, I mean, there's two. Ross to just reel off the names. That's two brand new faces in the in the centre of defence, and you know the the change in stability has really come when Panzo has been brought back into the team as well, hasn't it? Yeah, it's probably been helped by Rose's injury, but like you can't be changing a winning side. Um, I think I, I, I want to give a shout to the midfield on on Tuesday night because I think we won that battle. That's always key, and if you win that, you you stand a good chance of you know having a decent game and a decent result. And I think that that was was key. I mean, Sheaf was just absolutely everywhere on Tuesday night, breaking down play. Um, and I think to be honest, that's what we got wrong yesterday sadly um but yeah Bristol City I thought it was a brilliant defensive display midfield and and center backs um and and Wilson made you know some good stops as well one of those in the midfield was obviously Casey Palmer going up against his his old club as well guys uh, his performances over the last few games he's really come into his own hasn't he um, notably after Matt and Grizo questioned him on this podcast yeah. a, a few weeks ago well I mean I yeah, a couple of weeks ago, he's questioned. I thought it was incredibly premature because he hadn't been given the minutes. And when he had, yeah. I know we were on the same page, you know, with it in terms of when he had been given minutes, he'd looked good, you know, and he hadn't been given, you know, enough minutes at all to really stamp his authority. It was like little cameos here and there. Um, but against Middlesbrough, you know, he showed flashes, particularly first half. I think he took that again, but then extended that sort of level of performance. You know, obviously he played the full 90, which is which is great for his fitness. And I thought he looked really good. I actually think he, what I like about him is he's so calm and composed. You know, he, he's very happy. Technically, you can see he's very good. He can do those one-touch passes straight back to the midfield. He sees the pictures. He tried a couple of really good balls, which if Godden had potentially read and you know, there was one in the first half. And I just thought Godden had been a bit closer. Yeah. He'd have been in. He did a great... You know, he created that chance for Vic in the second half. He created that chance at the end, even when he was off balance, getting sort of, you know, chased down by two Bristol players. He kept his composure, played a great weight of pass. And all I just thought was, we just lacked that with Jamie Allen, that composure. I think if we'd had another midfielder in in a forward sense, having that composure to be able to take a touch and see the pitch, I think we'd have won the game. I think if we'd had a Gustavo Hamer on the bench to put bring on for Jamie Allen, I think we'd have won the game because it felt like, Palmer was one of the few players who looked really comfortable with a good first touch. Everyone else, it just felt like it was bouncing off us a little bit, you know, and it was it was frustrating. But, um, but yeah, Palmer's been very, very good and it's it's exciting because obviously O'Hare's going to be back very soon. So, yeah, be very impressed. I was going to get Dave's thoughts on that. With O'Hare coming back into the team, is it a possibility that both of them could play together with potentially Vic up front on his own or, you know, one of the other guys? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I've got I've got to eat some humble pie a little bit here because I, I didn't really think Palmer was going to cut it. Not to not give a player a chance, but I just thought that I just didn't feel like he fitted our sort of the way that we played um, oddly. Um, but he's he's been incredible the last couple of games. His feet for, for his size and his, his strength is just incredible. His tenacity um, as well, isn't it? He's always going, he's always chomping at the bit. That's definitely. what I love about players like that. Just go, keep going. That great attitude. 
Exactly. And, it, and I think at times, you know, up against his old club, he overplayed on yeah. Tuesday night. But that's, that's, right? that's exactly. But at least he wants to do that. You know, yeah. there's a there's a there's a passion there to have to really like show up the, the players that he used to play against. Um, and you've got to have that arrogant sort of swag as a as a footballer, I think, to to be to, to be at the top of the game, you know, and, and that's why. You know, we see it from Matty Gordon, don't we? He, he's got a bit of a, a swag and isn't afraid to sort of give away fans a bit of it when he's when his tail's up. And I think that's what you need because it's just otherwise you, you're sort of going through the motions. Casey Palmer's been brilliant. I can't see why um, he wouldn't be able to play with um, O'Hare. The only thing that does worry me a little bit with when we play two up front, you know, that someone would have to come out for that. Um and with it being Walker yesterday, I just felt that Casey Palmer was quite high up the pitch. Um, he was doing a lot of the defensive pressure, closing down. Mm-hmm. Walker then was completely out of the game, and Vic also, which left a massive gaping hole in the in the middle of the park. Um, I can't think of his name, uh, the the number eight from from yesterday, but it was just that's the only thing I would say. He, he, I'm not saying he doesn't track back, and he's he's tenacious at pressure, and but. I'm not sure he's got that defensive capability. So, not to yeah. play in a midfield too. I you'd need to have that box. Right. I think yeah. in with him. Um, and if you had a sheaf and a Kelly, I think that would be ideal. That would be my preferred lineup. I think really looking at what we've done so far this season, it would be a sheaf, Kelly, um, O'Hare, and 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 a Casey Palmer with Vic up front. Um, I think I think Vic probably leads the line on his own a bit better. To, to yeah. be honest. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. So that that yeah, they can definitely play together. Um, and looking forward to seeing it. To be honest, an option. We're crying out for a different option. Uh, and you know that's that's one potential one over the horizon for sure. Right. Two big talking points as well from this game. The first, let's talk about the potential handball um, from a corner headed towards goal by Matty Godden. Eventually hit the bar, but huge shouts for for a handball, Ross. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? It was very quick and I've watched it a few times and I can't really tell for sure. So never mind me, the ref must have had an absolute st- uh, nightmare there. Yeah, I mean, it was in real time at the time, I didn't even sort of see that as a as a thing. I was too busy, you know, looking at the header and thinking, was it going to go in? Were we going to be able to get the rebound? And, and obviously I've seen those sort of still images, you know, of, of the guy sort of, you know, clearly, you know, trying to save it. I'm just not sure whether... He actually makes contact. The ball makes contact with his hand. I, I, I think they've got away with murder there. Do, do you know what I mean? Like one of our defenders yeah. is is reaching up like that. There's no way that the ball doesn't you know touch our hand in any way, shape, or form. And I just think it, it was yeah one of those. I think you know obviously Fads was really appealing and one or two others, but yeah, I don't, I don't, it's a tough one to say to be honest with you. I've not seen a conclusive sort of angle to sort of go yeah one hundred percent he's handballed it. Robbins obviously you know, mentioned it, but it wasn't as sort of adamant as you'd expect if yeah, it was a yeah. clear, you know, I think you'd see, I'd seen the whole team around the ref if it had hit his hand. And I think if it did make contact, it must've literally just skimmed his finger because the ball didn't really change, did it? Sort of dire- direction. Um, so they, they potentially got away with one. I think they got away with one with the fact that <laughs> having your ha- arm up in the air and it doesn't hit your arm, I think you're, you're asking for trouble, aren't you? So that was a big chance. And yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I probably would be surprised if he'd given it, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely right, though. If that's us, we're definitely getting that awarded oh. against us. 
That's hard well, luck, it, mate. It, it would hit, it would hit our hand, wouldn't it? You just know, it just hit the hand, and he'd beat red card. To be honest, he hit him in the face, and the ref would probably say handball. To yeah, pro- that's, probably. That's the way it's going. Very frustrating. Uh, what else was frustrating was a couple of chances that that Vic had, and probably the opportunity to pass the ball was was on uh, rather than than take the shot on. Uh, especially the one where Palmer plays a incredible passage of play and then puts the ball through and, and Gordon's alone in the box, Dave. That's criminal not to pass the ball across. Yeah, I mean, look, Vic's top goal scorer last season. Um, he's a confident lad. I, I, I think there's been times this season when he could have passed it. I think he does use Gordon as a decoy run quite a lot and to sort of create himself space. So there was a few in the first half where I was... I didn't really think he was being that greedy, to be honest. Um, there was one where Gordon dropped off and you expect a player to go with him and actually both players went to the ball and closed Vic down. And if that hadn't have happened, I think Vic would have tried to put it on his right and got a shot away. Um, that one probably, I think, really, Gordon's screaming for it. But it was it, what was frustrating was after that, Gordon looked quite dejected. Like yeah, almost yeah. couldn't believe the ball hadn't come his way. You can see um, where the the, the rumours of a rift come from when when things like that happen. Definitely, yeah. Uh, but that's just frustration as a as a footballer on the pitch. You know, I don't think that's. I'm sure there's nothing that's held against anyone for that. We look, we've all been been there. We sprinted forty yards or whatever to get into the box, and the ball's just not found you for whatever reason, and it's it's frustrating. Um, but that's football. Yeah, there should be times when he should pass. Um, there's other times when he, you wouldn't expect him to be shooting and he scores. So it's it, you don't really want to lose that um, that sort of eye for goal that he's got and that that confidence that he's got to to take it on. But sometimes I think he just slows it down so much um, and and almost you know probably if we were just playing one time football we could have got could have got one through the box and, and got him was wide open. And I think there's one for for Walker as well, wasn't he? Big opportunity towards, that was towards the end. He took on three players, and he only has to play the ball through for the you know what was a pretty wide gap. To be honest, yeah. I mean, if he score, and the thing is, if we score that, obviously we get game we over. win the game. But also, everyone, you go, wow, that was incredible from Vic. You know, Palmer yeah. played another ball through. He takes on two players. At that point, there's so many bodies in between him and the goal. That that's probably the one where actually I go, that sort of awareness there. He 100 percent should be passing. The one where he actually did go through is though. I think he's quite a head down sort of player. He's total vision. You know what I mean? See and, that, yeah. and, and, and that's he's not it's not like he's just not seeing those passes. Um there was one this week, I know we keep bouncing between games, but there was this one this weekend and everyone's like, cross it, cross it. And I just don't think he's got it in his locker. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it's that he's he he doesn't see the pass. He just doesn't have the confidence to try and clip a ball into the box. He's very much better at just standing a player up and trying to go past and get a shot away. And I think that's kind of, yeah, um, it makes him look greedy, if that makes sense. But I think he probably tries to just play to his attributes. I mean, the thing you said about Godden, I think it's interesting because I think Gordon's obviously a goal scorer, you know, and we've seen it with Vic's goals this year, you know, one against Middlesbrough, it wasn't the cleanest to say finishes, but he'll, he'll score, he'll, he'll get, he'll have a sh- enough shots that, you know, he'll, he'll sort of almost force the ball through and score. Whereas we all know how good a finisher Godden is. The last couple of games, I feel like it's easy. People go, oh, Godden's, you know, anonymous in the game or hasn't been you know doing anything, but 
what he does is he'll make those runs, he finds a position, and he's a goal scorer. So if Vic in that first one does lay it across and Godden scores, and we was away and we win the game, Godden's done his job because he relies on service from our midfielders and from Vic, but he doesn't really get it. I find when those two pair up together, do you know what I mean? I've never been quite convinced it sort of works. He doesn't yeah. get the service. And then when he doesn't get the service, he then looks as a result like he's not really contributed enough. Obviously, he runs around, works hard. They were quite far apart, I felt, as well. So there's time that Godwin was winning headers and Vic was like nowhere to be seen. You know Godin's what I mean? He's a very unselfish player. There he was is. a lot of times on Tuesday night where he got the ball into feet and he played one-touch passes back to the midfield to try and make something happen around the box. Intricate passing that gets you closer or, you know, inside the box to try and get a shot away or take a player on. Vic doesn't do that, really. He's never really looking to play one-time football um, as a, as a hold-up player. He's looking to get the ball, get it under control, Nick an inch and get a shot away. That you know that is just what he is. But he's in danger of making himself quite a predictable footballer by by doing that. I think. Well, well, that's why we need when he runs and you know we know like he is very tunnel vision. But he you know he attracts two defenders on him all the time. What that's why I do agree. I think if we have O'Hare and Palmer who can pick up that sort of second ball when he does say get tackled and the ball runs loose, that's not happening at the moment because we've only got one attacking mid Godden's in the box and then no one's picking up that second ball and then they inevitably tackle and and break away and it comes to nothing whereas I think if O'Hare is close ready to sort of nip in and then he can lay it across to Palmer will actually sustain attacks better I think even when he does sort of get tackled but uh, it's a part of his game Robin's highlighted doesn't he like you said Dave he scores goals when you don't expect him and he has no right to sort of sort of score Um, if he can just lift his head up if he can he'll get more assists and as a result you know he'll be a better player for it so yeah it's um it's frustrating because there's a couple of opportunities there and I bet Walker would have been, you know, he'd have been buzzing to obviously got a goal. I think that one at the end was actually probably the one which was the most frustrating um, yeah. because I don't think the shot was on. But uh, yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people question about, you know, they say Matty Garden goes missing, right, in games. But that's because Vic's got the ball and he's not utilising Matty Garden. Well, you designed that's... the poster, Dino. The missing I, person. I, you yeah, did. That, you started that, it, Dino. I, well, I will say I did start it a couple of weeks ago because he only had five touches in about 35 minutes, which, you know, again, that's down to probably, probably Vic holding the ball rather than, than releasing Matty, which, which again, just sort of adds to frustration. I think we've missed out the midfield a couple of times. This, I think, you know, I'm probably contradicting myself. I think defensively midfield, we were, we were good. And I thought we kept football really, really well at Bristol City. It's actually the first time I feel like we played football a lot yeah. through the midfield. But a lot of this season, we've been missing out the midfield quite a bit. And that, that ball that's into the channels or over the top tends to be for Vic, for him to either try and win it or bring it down. So... You know, it's it's hard for Godden to you know he's definitely playing a supporting role rather than a than a you know a starring role. He's not going to run that channel the same way Vic does, right? And that's 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 the out ball. It's to Vic. And then there was a couple of times on against Bristol that Casey Palmer put Godden through, and he just didn't have the legs to get to it. That's not his game. Um, and actually, that's probably why I'd be a huge advocate for Tav, you know, to be the the player that plays up with um, Vic. He's a he's a senior player now in terms of he's been around that squad. He's been in the changing room with the first team for long enough. He's had chances. He's shown he can do it. He you know he scored against Preston last season. I I think he's the one for me that should be playing off of the the shoulder for Vic because he's the only one that's got the pace to get up there 
or run those channels as a get out ball. I, I just think that he, he would suit it much more. Your classic big man, little man. Exactly. Your, yeah. your John Hartson, Craig Bellamy situation. 100%. Think of some more. I, Adab- I don't know. Who, who did Adabola play with up front? Did he have Stern McSheff- John? McSheffrey, Stern John? Uh, he's quite a big <laughs> fellow as well, wasn't he? Not quite the same. Uh, Crouch and Owen. Most, most Clive Platt and Michael Mifsud. Oh, look at that. Love that. Love that from you, Ross. Uh, it was nil-nil, though, in the end versus versus Bristol City. Uh, let's get some quick Man of the Matches from you both. I'll start with you, Dave. Sheaf for me, I think. I think he had a really good game, both defensively and um, has had to make things happen with uh, the absence of the suspended Hamer. So, yeah, Sheaf. Ross? Uh, Fads, I think, put his head on everything. Um, we, had, we had to deal with a lot of aerial threats, and I feel like he... You take him out, I then worry about the two sort of young centre-backs. I think he just holds them all together. So, yeah, that's for me. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Let's move on to Saturday's game at the CBS versus newly relegated Burnley. Um, they're going pretty well so far this season. Probably expected to be challenging at the top, uh, but they're, they're sitting in, in fifth place at the moment. One change for this game, Ross Walker was brought in for Godden. It was one that was kind of expected considering Mark Robbins's comments over the last couple of games saying he was chomping at the bit. Well, yeah, I mean that. And also even when we, we when we were at the uh, Skyway Tavern for the Q&A, Matty Godden said, you know, with these amount of games, he's going to have to manage his workload. So I remember saying with Dave last week ahead of the Bristol game, I wouldn't be surprised if he had been dropped from that game. And obviously he wasn't. So yeah, it was no surprise that he uh, brought in a fresh face. And I think Walker's next in you know the pecking line and as you say robbins had highlighted how sharp he's been in training and you know i think he's he's he's, he's worthy of an opportunity so yeah happy with the side happy with the the, the subs and uh yeah I, I sort of i was feeling pretty confident dave talk to me about those early stages in the game it kind of felt like the occasion got to the sky blues and we paid too much respect to burnley in that regard we we were set up completely wrong as well, For to be honest. Not only were we... It's not the two up top, it's the fact that we were just so defensive. Um, it felt like we had a flat five at the back rather than the three with wing backs. Yeah, it was just... Everyone was penned back. No one could get a foot on the ball. But it, it is that occasion. I don't I don't really understand it because we're at home. You know, we're on, we've, we've on the back of two really good performances. But not just two good performances, but on the back of two strong possession performances and that's what was disappointing to me that we didn't want to control the pace of the game we didn't want to and I'm not saying we could but we just didn't Didn't even attempt to no we just didn't have that pressure we kind of let them sort of have the ball you know and space that they wanted um which is fine if you're going to try and just hold them into their you know it's sort of in the in their own half but we we kind of just let them pick passes we were never really close enough to to our men in those early exchanges and it's just it sort of set the rest of the game up i think and the sort of tone of of what was was to sort of come yeah i mean i was getting frustrated it was kind of get ball boot the ball ball comes back um and the tactics were just were just wrong and we weren't really in their face enough and if you look when we did have possession it was burnley who were in our face, making us play quickly, and we started to make mistakes, and that—that's why we just gifted possessions on every single time we had the ball, and that 
Ross, is the biggest frustration is that we can't seem to find that composure when teams sort of play the the way we play against teams. Yeah, and I think that comes from yeah the midfield and that sort of confidence and that ability for us to sort of you know we did it didn't we last year we showed it you know we went toe to toe against teams who play football and and try and cover us in that way we we thrive and I just think that's the sort of game where you want to you know you want Hamer playing I, I think really and O'Hare people who are confident on the ball do you know what I mean to take it and I th- that's that's pitch, sometimes yeah. when Jamie Allen sometimes disappoints me because I think defensively he works very hard he gets around the pitch Def- defensive discipline positionally I think is good but then sometimes when the, he gets the ball it's it's very safe or you know, his passing's let him down I thought I thought that against Bristol as well so yeah that was a shame and then as a result it means you can't build many momentum in our attacks you know we give the ball to Palmer and then sometimes it just feels like there's not enough movement so then we end up yeah just like you say playing a, a hopeful ball over the top and expecting, you know, something to come from it, which ironically is exactly what, you know, Burnley did, you know, for their goal was just a, a, you know, a hopeful ball over the top. So I guess they proved it that can work, but yeah, it was disappointing. And as you say, you sort of, you just know we've got, we're better than that. I feel. Yeah. And throwing those balls into, into channels, but when everyone's so far back, no one could get, get near for any support, you know, and if Gokeres is going out left, it just leaves a gaping hole in the middle of the park. Yeah. And then when we inevitably lose possession, the midfield two are so far back from that front three out of possession, it just gives them time to beat any press that we might put on the ball. And then there's, there's always a spare man. And that, that came every single time that they had the ball. There was always a spare man. And it was so frustrating to watch because you could see we just need an extra man in midfield. And then obviously we made that change in the second half. But if I can see it, why can't the, the guys at the side of the pitch see that? Oh, it's a good question. I mean, and obviously it did sort of did eventually, you know, but it's, yeah, it's sort of frustrating. The frustrating thing I find is when you, you sort of see it and for the, we just keep persisting doing the same thing, which isn't working, you know, like you say, just playing these balls, you know, which aren't great balls in the first instance, Vicks, you know, and the gaps are just huge, you know, so there's no press. And that's why, like Dave was saying earlier about the box, I think that, actually that formation allows us to press better as a team than when we've got the two up top and the one sort of central attacking mid. So yeah, it was a shame. And we sort of, you almost just wish we could have got to half time goalless. Do you know what I mean? And it was just a sucker punch that we sort of, sort of conceded um, before, you know, not long before. Dave, how did it feel in in the crowd? Yeah, I think that was the, that was the thing. It, It kind of felt that like, they weren't massively threatening. So no. yes, they had a huge bit of possession and, and kept the ball really, really well. They're also quite d- disappointing in possession at times. They played a lot of wayward passes. Um, they they gave us enough opportunity for us to go, you know what, actually, these aren't that great and we can yeah. get at them. But we didn't. We didn't take that opportunity. Um, and when you continue to let people have possession, let people have space, let people get balls into feet and not be tight enough... Um, sitting quite defensively. It, to me, it looked like for the majority of the game, Ben Sheaf was playing in the midfield on his own. Um, he, he was he did a lot of people's running yesterday. Um, he did a lot of Casey Palmer's running. And as a result, if the ball went past him, it was a one-two and a give and go. And that, that was it. It was, it was Brownhill that was just running the show. He yeah. was drifting into space. And what was happening is Casey Palmer was 
doing a lot of Vic was doing a lot of walkers running, which you know I'm not going to sit here and slag a player off. There's no there's no point. There's no benefit to it. But at times yesterday, Vic and Walker were running for the same closing down the same player, which just then that Palmer was then moving up. He was almost playing as a front three at times. And there was just massive gap in between. And that meant that if Dabo went to eight, 19 was um, free um, and he had all the space in the world. Or if he didn't, then then Brownhill had the free run of it. And it just, those pockets of space were just too easy. But by that, it meant that they just could get ball into feet so, so, so easy, really. And they brought back some of the old dark arts from the uh, Sean Dodge days, didn't they? There was a few few nasty challenges flying in. I think Walker bared, bared the brunt of those. Um, I don't think much has been made about the Jack Court challenge on him. It was a Ter- horrific lunge. Yeah, ter- terrible. And uh, but the, the, I mean that was a terrible challenge, and you know it could have been punished more severely, I think. And but but again, what they do, and we we've always spoke about this, you know. Cynical fouls. Any time we look like we're going to be able to run into some space, we're brought down and they rotate it around the side and they never seem to get punished. You know, we, I don't know, we we just never do it. You know, we just never do it. Um, And as a result, you know, teams then, like we were never able to build any momentum attacks because as soon as we we had some space, we would sort of hack down and yeah, it was a bit dark arts from them really. And it was frustrating because as it was going on, you sort of just felt there's an equaliser here for us. Do you know what I mean? Like for all the possession they have, you know, knocking it around the, you know, the, the defence, they they weren't that good. As you say, you know, it's it's all good having 70% possession, but if you just knock it around the, the back line. So it was frustrating that we just, I don't know, it was a combination of things that we just weren't able to get into that next gear, you know, and, and sustain enough attacks, you know, to ultimately bring about a goal. Dave, what did you make to the, uh, the challenge on him when he was, he basically threw on goal, he tapped the ball, Around a defender, there's a potential red card there. A lot of people are saying red card, but I think there was enough cover there for for him to get away with it. Yeah, I don't think it was a red card. It just, but it's just another one that is, yeah, you know, broke down the play, done what he had to do, take a booking. Thank you very much. A uh, bit of money towards the the kitty at Christmas, but you know they'll probably be drinking from the from the cup, won't they? So it's it's everyone's happy. Um, Fair play to Walker for for reacting and getting to the to the ball, but um, yeah, they, they they did share them round. Um, they did make those fouls when they needed to. I don't think that's you know enough for us to make excuses for for you know a lot of a lot of our performance. Yeah. Like I say, I'm not saying it's all doom and gloom. It really isn't, but it was quite negative at times, which I think is frustrating. Not just to be at home, but to, on the back of two decent results, I think it's just it just felt a little bit negative um i understand you want to take it into the sort of later rounds and if you can and keep it nil nil um and kudos to robbins for changing things when when he had to you've got to say that but i think he set up wrong to start off with i probably would have packed out that midfield a little bit more um yes the boo boys would have been out when he played a one up front maybe but we just needed some support in that midfield because you knew they were going to come and play and try and pass you off the park and I don't think, you know, I don't think two up front was, was the out ball was Vic every time, which was, you know, yes, okay, it'd be flicking on to no one, but it was, that was the only out ball that we had. Uh, And that's why Walker probably was just, you know, doing a lot of running around, but not really that close enough to, to, to have an impact. Ross, do you think we could have done anything with, with their goal? I mean, I thought it was quite, quite well taken in the end, but 
Fads maybe at fault for not getting across well, quick I mean, enough, and then and then Wilson again maybe a bit bit sloppy with his with his hands really. Yeah, I I, I think that is such an avoidable goal really. I mean. Again, it's just a, a hopeful sort of ball over the top. We've got enough players back, you know, uh, defensively to to deal with it. So it's, I don't know, just got caught cold a little bit. And it was sort of the way it just went in was all a bit, I don't know, sort of scruffy. And, I, you know, Wilson was out of position and whatever, whether he was thinking it, you know, we were going to usher it out or something. So for a goal kick, I don't know. But it was a really disappointing goal. And for all the possession and, and the football that they say will try and play, that's a really disappointing goal for us to concede against them. You know, it's such a, you know, because any team, do you know what I mean? Even the worst sides in the division will just be able to play balls like that. Now, that should be our bread and butter. And I'd expect Fads, you know, to deal with that and Panzo. And it, it's almost like they look, got in each other's way, you know, and there wasn't that clear communication, which was a shame because we've showed in the past few games that the communication has been on point and we've dealt with, you know, a lot harder balls into the box, you know, against Bristol. Um than one little aimed sort of looping ball over the top. So that was a real disappointment to be fair. And uh, yeah, it was a sucker punch to go into halftime, a goal down. That's something we don't do enough. Try and play those little cute balls over the top of the fences in, when we're in that final third. We always seem to like try and play through them on, on the floor. But when you've got Vic's movement and Godden's movement, it's something why something I think why we don't, we don't try that ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I think... I think when O'Hare's back playing, I think he you know, he he likes to make those to runs pass, in behind. Yeah. I think he'll do that. I think sometimes with Godden, I do just think it is like like Dave said, uh, just that lack of pace. I think Tavares would do it as well. I think he, he he clearly wants to play on the shoulder. He'll clearly make those runs in behind and stretches, you know, stretches the defense of the opposition, drags people out of position. And as you say, we sometimes I just think we're a bit too predictable because we play everything in front of them. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't try and get in behind and get them turning and. You know, and then I think players like Palmer and O'Hare when he's back, they'd come alive because you've got defenders sort of all, all de- you know, desperate trying to, you know, they're out of position. Whereas I just think sometimes we play just in front of them and they can all just like look forward and, and they know we do become quite predictable. Um, so yeah, that's something that we should, we need to mix up our play a little bit more. I do feel sorry for Walker though. I do feel like whenever yeah. he plays, I always just call it the graveyard shift. He, <laughs> yeah, he just, he's, he's just in and, you know, yeah, you know, when he started up top, you know, against Norwich, I just thought, God, <laughs> like the yeah. graveyard shift. So I, I, I do feel sorry for him sometimes because I just think, you know, he, he, on the face value, like you say, some of the boo boys or whatever, they might look and go, oh, yeah, this is why I don't play because he, you know, runs around and doesn't do much. But I, I think it's a hard ask in, in these games when he does play, you know. I, I yeah, think the games he... he gets selected for are the ones where, you know, he, he probably shouldn't be. He should be playing against Bristol and Gordon should have been playing against. Agreed. The way around. It should be the way around. Because against Bristol, you probably don't need him to run and run and run. Just be in the right position at the right time, which he, you know, we've seen he's great at. Whereas versus Burnley, you're gonna to have to get the press right and Godden is your man for the press rather than Walker. It doesn't I don't does I I don't know what's being said then. <laughs> I don't know what Mark Robbins is saying to to, to Walker. Because what I would hope he was saying is go and give me 60 minutes because I've got Waghorn and Godden on the bench. Go and give me 60 minutes of hard running, get in their face, pressure and play and, and, and try and force them and hurry them. And But he didn't do that. But that's not didn't... his game though, is it? He's but... never going to do that. If you you can say to him all you like, but he's, that's not his game. But it's got to be, hasn't it? If you're if you're if you're playing against a possession-based team, I, I don't know. I just find that's it That's why you question why he's playing 
in that position. Yeah, against game, that opposition. Like, yeah, against that opposition where you know you need to do that. And but then... I, I find him an an, an odd player. I don't, I'm not saying I I'm not saying frustrating. I I think he's a good finisher. I just find him an odd player to place or to fit into a to a squad. He and I and I don't know if it, you know. I just don't see him. I don't see him molded into the, this this team really because he he's just a very odd player to place. He he plays off the shoulder at times and always tries to gamble. He never really, I mean, he jumped with players yesterday, but generally he's always trying to see when a defender is going to make a mistake and gamble, which against Burnley or majority of teams in the championship really don't make mistakes. So if you're always waiting for that gamble, to, that mistake to come off, it's probably never going to happen. And then the other thing that always baffles me is that when he's on the pitch with Godden and even Vic at times yesterday, he wants to play this hold up game it's not his game. I don't really understand it. So he's then in the air battling or trying to hold up the ball and, and play to people coming onto the game. But again, he's not really got the strength to do that. So I, I just find him a, a bit hard to place. That's all. I, I think he's got talent. I definitely have, you know, he played that. I think back to the goal with Biamu, you know, that, that was just so natural, wasn't it? And the way he played, he played that day. He looked unplayable at times. Now we're going back a couple of seasons, but Maybe he's not really had that, many. The... He's not really had many chances since nah, since that, has nah, he? So you kind of have to go back to that. But there's definitely talent there. He definitely knows how to hit, the, you know, a shot on target when it's reactive. I think he's a reactive player, not a proactive player Agreed. as well. Which, which is probably why, you know. Yeah, he doesn't. But I, I just, I just find it a bit. I find him a tough player to place. It, I, I agree. I, everything you say, I can't disagree with that. I, I find our second striker, I think, an odd position really because yeah. everything goes through Vic. He's the spearhead. So the uh, the other striker then has to be the foil for him. But Godden and Walker aren't foils. They're the ones who should be furthest forward, finishing off the chances. The uh, only player who it was Waghorn at the start of last year who was the perfect, he was happy to be that foil. He would drop deep and he, you know, for, for Jokerez. But that's why there wasn't an out ball yesterday because yeah. you had two people playing on the last Same man. Thing, yeah. And that's why we need the, we need the box. I think he would play the box, but we haven't got the personnel at the moment. You know, we, who's he going to play like Eccles and. But he could have played Waghorn in that box. I think, <sighs> I, I think he could personally yesterday. That's probably what I would have done. I would have I mean, probably I mean, put Waggle. You know, we can all say in hindsight and and, yeah. and whatever, but it's no, um, you know, it's no mystery why when we got Tav and we sort of had three up front or but sit, sitting off with that pace that when we closed them down, that was when we caused them the most issues. And the ball's yeah. behind, like Ross said, when the ball got put in behind, Tav was there and he was cutting back it, cutting back in, inside in the box and then we were fashioning sort of half chances from that. That was the that's, change, what you, wasn't it? that's that's what you want to do. You want people who play to their their strengths, and I always think Tavares when he comes on looks like he does that. I I, I just agree. I just think I don't think we get to see the best out of Godden in in this system because obviously Jokerez is our focal point, so everything goes through him. Whether it's gets the ball and you know he's going to turn, run, 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 run. We then need people close by in support of him. But I just I just yeah I do Those agree. Two, we're not going to do that. No. And do you know where so, Walker would be better placed in that Burnley team? With Teller, Zorori feeding balls through 
and them doing all doing all the running. I'd say that's, you know, that's pro- unlikely to happen. <laughs> it's unlikely to happen, yeah. But that's that's you know if you're if you're going to play to Walker strengths, then you put him at the top of that that Burnley team, and it probably comes to fruition. You got Brownhill playing balls through Teller and Zori running wide, doing all the running. And then it's a tough one, to, yeah. uh, look, it's a it's a difficult one to judge him on, but played up his on his own a, against Norwich. Uh, I'm not saying we played well that day, but but we don't have wide forwards to facilitate. Yeah, Walker yeah, up there, right? Yeah, like if we had a Jody Jones, for example, who could play a wide forward role, then you know that that might work. But we don't. We have very very narrow tens, two tens, mm. or mm. or we play two up top, and that's. That's not where Walker's going to come into his own, unfortunately, which is very frustrating. He's probably, he's just in the wrong place at the he, wrong time. He's a sort of fox in the box type of striker, isn't he? I think he 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 knows, he makes those intelligent runs. We've seen them and we don't really play that sort of football, do we, to no. be honest? Um, Definitely not, no. All right, well, let's 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 move on from from this Burnley game. Let's get some uh, some man of the matches from you both. I mean, it's, it's very slim pickings, I I imagine, uh, Ross. But we'll go to you first. Oh, um, I think Dabo had a decent game. Yeah, I was going to say Dabo. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he looked like he had the bit between his teeth. So yeah, I'd go with Dabo. Um, yeah, that was a more more Dabo type performance that we've come to expect from him. He hasn't really been his old self, has he? Let's say over the last. 12 to 18 months but no, that but, uh, that was summit yesterday he showed a glimpse of the old dabbo yeah that that sort of explosive sort of power do you know what i mean and that sort of confidence you know i felt like yeah. he had a a period large parts of last year and and the season before where he just looked devoid of confidence like did not ever back himself do you know what i mean going forward and it looks like in little spells that's coming back so long may that continue because we all know you know how good he can be and how effective he can be going forward. Um, but yeah, so Dabo for me, um, Dave. Exactly the same. Yeah, good performance from Dabo. Nice to see him. He didn't really get a chance to get forward that much because we didn't again play that sort of those through passes or those through balls. But I think he had a really strong performance, and and hopefully he can back that up again um, next week. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Okay, before we look ahead to next Saturday's away game at. Cardiff. Uh, let's talk about the antics that are going to happen on Tuesday night, Ross, at the Sky Blue Tavern. Another fans forum slash Q&A happening uh, after the successful one a couple of weeks back. You're in the hot seat, I hear, this time around uh, and Jamie Allen and Ben Sheaf will be in attendance. Yes, so obviously, you know, some of our listeners, you, you may well have come to the Matty God and Michael Rose, which was the first players Q&A and you may have witnessed... Uh, Dino's Quizmaster antics. Um, they Can went I down. just confirm that will not be happening again <laughs> this time and, uh, round? Well not, so, well, not with me anyway. No. Um, but yeah, that was a great evening. And obviously, we've got the second one, which is this Tuesday. And as you quite rightly say, our two midfielders, our midfield partners from the last couple of games, Jamie Allen and Ben Sheaf, are going to be there, sort of taking, um, having a talk through, obviously, Saturday's game. They're sort of. Uh, sort of uh, progress into football and signing for the Sky Blues and their memories so far of being with us. And then a look ahead, obviously, to next weekend and the rest of the season. And then similarly, there's going to be, the fans are going to have the opportunity to pose their questions uh, to the two players. Uh, and that part will be facilitated by um, 
Miles and uh, Ken from Sky Blue Fans TV. It'll be me and Wardy leading the the uh, sort of formal interview at the start. There'll be That's another exciting. raffle. There's going to be another quiz. Dino won't be there asking the questions, but there is going to be a quiz. And I believe the player is going to be asking the questions this time. We'll see how that goes. But no, it should be a fantastic evening again. So get yourself, get, you can get your tickets still. Um, great food, great refreshments. And it should be another um, great evening at the Sky Blue Tavern. Tickets are still available. They're only £2 as well, Ross, with all proceeds going to the, the Jimmy Hill Foundation. So nice to have them included in, in this this one this time around. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, great to raise some money for a really good cause. And it's uh, just a nice way to everyone to sort of secure your seat, you know, um, for, for the event. So we're expecting a good crowd again. And uh, yeah, it should be a great evening. So it'd be nice to sort of uh, pick the brains of uh, Ben Sheaf and Jamie Allen and um, yeah, see who their favourite Scarborough's Extra Pundit is. So as I alluded to earlier, the Sky Blues will then travel across the border into Wales and visit the Cardiff City Stadium on Saturday. Cardiff are a good start to the season, especially as those they were one of the teams that who might potentially have been looking behind them, according to the bookies. But they've kind of sport the odds so far, 18 points and sitting in 10th place. Dave, I want to take you back uh, to last year, one of our worst performances of the season on that. I think it was a cold Tuesday night and a 2-0 defeat. We've got some demons to, to lay to rest here, haven't we? Yeah, last season we just didn't really lay a glove, did we? We just couldn't get really on it. We wasn't, it looked like a midweek Tuesday game when the, you're in the coach thinking, I don't know if I want to get off, it's a bit cold, <laughs> don't really fancy it. Um, so, yeah, which, you know, I can understand. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be a tough one, but it, it they all are. I think we've got nothing to, to sort of lose in this 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 fixture. Um, and, you know, they've had a few surprise um, results. You know, they got beat at home against Millwall. Millwall have looked to, to me being one of the one of the poorer sides in, in a division. Especially um, away from home as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, there's a few results, you know, Luton beat them, didn't they, um, as well, um, which... I think Luton didn't look amazing. When, it when just goes to show about them. the championship. Though, yeah. It? Everyone could beat anyone at any time. It's, yeah. it's absolute madness. No, it's a crazy, crazy league. Saturday, you know, personified that again, didn't it? Um, some really weird results coming out. So I don't think there's anything to fear. And I think we can go there and, and give a good account of ourselves. Um, and hopefully, yeah, a better performance than last season. Never seems to be a place we travel well to, Wales, either Cardiff or Swansea. We never seem to come away with... With much, it's very, very annoying that we've we've got some kind of Wales voodoo against us. Maybe there was a few dolls being pricked uh, in the past that that's really upsetting the odds for for the Sky Blues. Uh, Ross, tell us a little bit about Cardiff then. Uh, what can, what do you expect from from them? Well, obviously Cardiff, there as Dave said, they've had some up and down results. They've been a bit inconsistent. But they're unbeaten in the last three back-to-back wins since uh, Steve Morrison was sort of surprisingly sacked after they'd lost to Huddersfield. You know, he'd signed 17 players, I believe. One of my good friends is a Cardiff fan, and they were all buying into the the, the, the sort of um, the project. I think you know, you know, to give the manager that many new players, integrating them in. They'd actually had a very good start to the season. Then they had a few iffy results beat Middlesbrough away, lost to Huddersfield, and then he was shown the door. I think there's more to it than that in terms of, I think he's quite a prickly character. It sounds like there was a bit of a 
personality clash there, but they've left Mark Hudson in charge. who is his assistant and it looks like he's probably going to get the job, you know, keep it in house and keep that same sort of vibe going forward. So they, yeah, they, that started with a late equalizer against Burnley and then obviously they beat Blackburn um, and then went away and beat Wigan in a, a impressive three, one win. So they play a four at the back a four, three, three is what they've tended to be playing. Um, a key prey uh, at center back from the bottom loan from West Brom him and Simpson and then O'Dowder um, and sort of Robinson and Harris, they start against Wigan, although Robinson has got an injury. So we'll have to see whether he is back fit, but they've got good options. Ojo, um, Atete and in midfield, they've got, they have got, I wish we had this many central midfielders, you know, they've got, you know, Rawls and Wintle and Rinomoto they signed in the summer who I remember you Dino at the time saying he'd have been a good signer for any championship side. Um, And as I say, they've got, you remain Sawyer's, and yeah, loads of options. So it's going to be a tough place, as you quite rightly say. We we don't travel well there. Cardiff, Swansea, and Preston away are three places you can just throw your mortgage on. You know, it's not getting anything. Um, but I was, I'm going this time, so I hope it. Um, wow. I'm I'm traveling all the way up, and I'll be in the car with my mate who's a Cardiff fan. So I'm, I'm hoping I have <laughs> bragging rights on the journey oh, back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're a team like it's going to be an interesting. Uh, matchup. I think Yokerez and Kipre, they'll have a physical duel. You know, they've, they've not got loads of pace, but they 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 move. They're a sort of a hard working, honest side. And we just need to make sure that we're up to the challenge, which we weren't, were we, last year? And that's that was the disappointing thing. We just looked off it. And they, they didn't look great shakes either, but we we were just poor. So we need to make sure we're on it. Hopefully, I don't know what you two think, Will, you know, after Robbins' most recent quotes, could we see Kelly or O'Hare or both or neither on the bench? Week, isn't it? It's a week. That yeah, we've got a full week leg, of training. Some, some training legs into into them, which what? which is good. So maybe they'll make an appearance on the bench this time round. But I can't see either of them sort of starting the game. Oh no, no. I mean, on the bench, I just think would be. A, I just think think that gives being it, on the bench would be a, a lift, bonus, doesn't it? Yeah, a lift. They don't even need to play. You know what I mean? And um, but being on the bench would just knowing that they're there. It's yeah. Hamer's last game. Uh, of his suspension. So, I mean... I forgot he still played for us, to be honest. Um, uh, He's been out there. He, picture so much. That, that That's cost us, really. I mean, has, obviously yeah. not done too bad in these games. The problem is, it's cost Saturday. us... It, it's cost he us... He was in the, the missing link, wasn't he? It, yeah, he was, but, but he's cost us in terms of we just haven't got options. You know, he, he, even if he wasn't going to start, <laughs> we've got no one on the bench, so we can't really change it up. You know, we... Because like you say, Jamie Allen's played in the box before. He might have pushed him further up if we had Hamer, but we didn't have him. So he clearly, we've been a bit restricted. So obviously, I mean, he can't afford to get sent off again when he comes back (laughs) after this, uh, this weekend, but we do miss him. Hopefully O'Hare or someone or Kelly can be on the bench. And uh, yeah, we just need to go there, be organized, defend well. um, And yeah, they play a lot of balls down the line. And so they do play with two wingers. So it's going to be interesting to see how Bidwell and Dabo, assuming he starts, and the two centre-backs sort of defend that because they do try and pull teams and get into that channel. So obviously we could end up being out of position. So it's going to be an interesting game, tough game, obviously, but hopefully one we can get a result from. They're not a team who sort of dominate possession either. And they always seem to me like a quite an aggressive side, but this year they've sort of booked that trend a little bit. They're only sort of sitting in 15th place on the, on the discipline statistics, which I thought would have been much more with the likes of Perry NG, and uh, and and Kipre in there, you know, obviously they're they're always worth a booking in this division. Uh, so that's 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 
odd to see. Um, Dave, we switched to four at the back in that second half versus Burnley. Is that something you think Robins might do going away from home or is it going to be the tried and tested three with the wing backs? I think regardless, I think he'll probably go one up um, or he'll go two up. But I think um, someone like Waghorn or I don't know, he probably won't. Will he probably will start with Godden and, and Vic probably. Um, I think on the basis that like they're that. not going to dominate possession like a Burnley attempt. Yeah, he does might. like that one up away from home. Um, but then again, he's not he's not done that every game this season. No. I don't know. I mean, Godden's probably ready to come back into the fold. Um, and, you know, but I, I do think we've got to start getting some minutes into Tav. Wherever, however he features, yeah. however and, 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 and where, we've got to start getting some minutes into him because he, he looks a player that's very, very confident, you know, to be getting, you know, step overs and stuff out against, against, you know, just a team that's just come down from the premiership. It goes to show where he is, you know, where his his mind's at in terms of how confident he is in his own ability. So I'd like to see some minutes for for him. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't mind to see um, two up front, but I wouldn't be surprised if I saw one and, and maybe a waghorn in in you know sat in that that sort of um, ten sort of ten role, but just behind. Um, I can't see him ever going four at the back though. I can't see that. I think he hasn't really. Well, he has got this. He has got the squad to got, do it. Yeah, he has. He definitely I can't has. see I him doing Bidwell's it. Bidwell's more of a left back than a left wing back, isn't he? Although, to, to be honest, Jake Bidwell over the last five, six games has been outstanding for me, both forward, going forward and and defensively. Yeah, and based on Dabo's performance at the weekend, I can't see him dropping him. So he kind of has to then keep that that same yeah. shape. Yeah, um, and it was it was. Good to see Kane as well. I thought he he had a, a, a half decent um, game when he came on, and it's good just to have those options. Maybe that's why Dabo's picked up his his game. You know, he was he was sort of first on the team sheet by default um, because we didn't have any options there at right back. So a bit like of competition. Well, at left back, yeah, a bit of competition <laughs> for for everyone's good, but a bit of competition for Dabo. I think will go um, go a bit a long way as well. All right, let's get some predictions in. Uh, Ross, let's let's start with you, mate. Um, let's go for a uh, a two-one away win. Love that from you, yeah. Dave. I think a point would be a great result. Um, so, yeah. One all, I think, for me. Lovely. That's a nice way to to end this week with some positivity from the predictions this time around. Uh, lovely to have you along with me this week's chaps. A big thank you to our sponsors, of course, at the Skyway Tavern for their support. And if you can get along on Tuesday for the Q&A, then you will be in for a great night. A big thanks for listening. And if you have any topics you want us to discuss, please get in contact via the usuals. And we will see you back here next week after our trip to Cardiff. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. 
That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.